Welcome back to uh, the Return of Ritual podcast. I'm your host, Amber Winston, and today I have a very special guest. Her name is Renee Barabo. So welcome, Renee. Nice to meet you and be with all your, your tribe, Amber. It's Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. And I love, I love that you are sitting in front of this beautiful wood kind of landscape, and you were chatting with me before we started to record that you're up in Washington State, and you're in this beautiful cabin, and that just sounds so dreamy to me. What a beautiful place to be. And I don't want to tempt you anymore, but I'm, I'm looking out over the Saratoga Passage from my window, moving oh. by the currents coming. Oh, such a beautiful place to be, and especially to start the new year off and to kind of be fully embraced, you know, by nature and in such a a remote place. I think that that's something that a lot of us are, you know, probably feeling a little stir crazy too. I know a lot of different countries have gone into another phase of lockdown and, you know, we are in that kind of um, never ending cycle of we're at home. You know, I was taking my, my dog out for a walk this morning and I had to stop and laugh and look at my outfit. You know, I had a nice blouse on top and then I have my sweatpants and then socks and Birkenstocks. And I'm like, what is going on here? But I feel like so many other people are in the same boat, right? We're at home. Maybe we're on Zoom calls. So we look somewhat professional up top, but it's like party down below. Um, so anyways, it's such an honor to have you on the show. Renee is the practical shaman. That's um, how she's been known in the community. She's been doing a lot of fantastic work for, for many, many years. And I do just want to introduce her a little bit more formally. So I'm going to read her bio so that you guys who are listening can, can become a little bit more familiar. So Renee, Renee Berbo, um, the Practical Shaman, is a Nautilus Award-winning, best-selling Hay House, Hay House author of Winds of Spirit, Ancient Wisdom Tools for Navigating Relationships, Health, and the Divine. Renee co-hosts the popular podcast, The Shaman's Cave, with Sandra Ingerman. Renee is a wind whistler, inspirational speaker, entrepreneur, soul coach, and workshop leader, known and respected for her down-to-earth approach. I really love that. Her work has been featured on the Shift Network, Omega Institute, C4 Addiction Confer Conferences, and Religion in Society. Since 2013, Renee has worked in the field of mental health and addiction treatment at Renewal Behavioral Health and Foundations Recovery Network a system of residential treatment facilities. In her work with clients, she has witnessed that most people have lost their faith and need a way back towards ritual and ceremony. Renee has been holding a worldwide fire vigil for nine years at the solstice. So, wow, what an amazing bio. Well, it's a little wordy there, I guess I... <laughs> And it kind of goes along with what we were talking about, about, you know, walking that corporate world and walking, you know, the spiritual world and coming to the point of realizing that there's one world and I'm walking. I bring all of me to both every mm -hmm. single day. And if I can't show up with my whole full spiritual self in both of them, then I'm out of whack. Yeah. Can absolutely relate to that. I think a lot of those who have been listening to this for a while and are familiar with a little bit of my story, it's been really bringing both sides of those those two parts of myself together. Um, and I love how you said that there's one world that we are walking in, but how often so many of us fragment our worlds and our existences and we show up as different 
versions of ourselves, depending on what maybe environment that you're in. Um, and I can only imagine how healing it is when you get to that place where you're that one person in that one world, no matter what. Absolutely. My former boss wrote to me over the, the weekend, you've made the most magical, magnificent world. And the people I work with, like they're there. Well, if anyone's going to pull this off, Renee's going to pull this off. Like, you know, the moving to Washington because I wanted to be here. And then saying, okay, the work is going to catch up and it's all going to be well. Or, you know, taking a month to write a book here and there for, you know, five years, every once a year. And the thing is, is it, I used to be that fragmented self. I used to think like, okay, now I'm the chef because I was a chef. Now I'm doing my, you know, my medicine wheel work. Now I'm doing this. And finally, one of my teachers said to me, why isn't it one work? Why isn't it that you show up the best of you and bring that forward? And once I integrated that piece, the sky was the limit. There was a job that showed up when I was writing the book that was looking for a marketer, an event planner, and a healer. I mean, I mean, you and I both are those things, Amber, but it was like, whoever puts that in a job application? And I'm there like, and it was like my perfect job. And then when that perfect job was no longer perfect, somebody said, I sent them a copy of my book, Winds of Spirit, just because they were on lockdown. I said, well, you should read my book. And next thing I know is they're like, you know, they don't seem like they're treating you very good over there. Why don't you come work with us? And as I was telling you, one of my bosses is a rabbi. One of, you know, that they, oh, you want to talk wind? Okay. She's a wind whistler. And, and totally embracing and accepting of, of the work. Yeah. It, that's so refreshing. And I love how you before, again, before we hit record, um, you shared your story about how you simply, you made a decision for you to move to Washington and then you told your employer. And, and I feel like that was so like, Oh, for so many of us, we, we have, and I don't know if this is right, rightly or wrongly, but we have given our power away or our authority to corporations or people who we work for. And yet this is your life that you're living. And you would think that we would have the ability to make, those decisions regardless of what anybody else says what do you can you talk a little bit about how you got to this place where you're just vindicated and like i'm doing whatever <laughs> renee wants to do because i want to know how to how to do that <laughs> well i don't suggest it for everyone you have to be kind of more like as a marketer or a business development or somebody who has a job that you can do from a different state first of all so first you have to manifest the skills and the ability to to be flexible like that and you still have to show up for them every day. And I do that really well. Luckily, this year with, with the COVID, as hard as it is, it also opens up a lot of opportunities for us to move into the areas of life how we really want to show up. And no one could believe it, but this was my real thinking. I found a piece of prop. Actually, the wind found me a piece of property here. I looked at four, I got rejected at four houses. And finally, I used to walk by every day this property. I walked down to the beach and I said, all right, you really want me in this neighborhood and the houses are a couple hundred thousand dollars more than my budget allows. You better find me the place. So, and I just got the chills. And so I went back to California 
in a week later, this property that I, if I tell you I've taken 50 pictures of their pompous grass in the sunset, I did, but I never looked at the house. It was, you know, it was a mobile and I wouldn't, have I wasn't considering mobiles, but, but that was what came up. And I, the land was like mm -hmm. speaking to me and it had a view and I'm there like, I called the realtor sight unseen. I said, this is the house. And she said, you don't like mobiles. And I'm there like, well, I guess I have to get over myself and figure out that home doesn't mean what the structure looks like. And I said, but go there today and we're putting in an offer. And so she went over there and she goes, oh my God, you're buying the most beautiful piece of land. Okay. I said, the land picked me. It wasn't. And so then I figured, well, I better, this is for those of you still working. I figured I better not tell my bosses about this until I get the mortgage approved. Just what if they don't like this idea? <laughs> and, you know, I knew I kept saying, I'm going to go open the Seattle area. I'm going to go open the Seattle. And then they're like, okay, that sounds good. But I never put them all the, you know, I worked it up. And then the day before the final, you know, the final loan, you know, they give you the list. It was like, well, we need to talk to your bosses to make sure if you move, you're still going to have a job. Oh, that, was like wow. the, that was the final condition. And so uh, like I'm texting quick to the HR lady. I said, um, I, I haven't told anyone, but I'm buying a cabin up in Washington. <laughs> and so she said, yeah, they called me this morning. Oh, wow. But I had been I had been putting it out there in the world. And luckily, I have skills. And if you want to move somewhere in your current job, get the skills. Yeah. But when you want to be a, when you want to become a shamanic practitioner, you get the skills. Right. You may get the initiation sight unseen, but you get the 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 chops. Like when I was cooking, I learned how to chop a knife with a knife. So mm -hmm. I learned graphic design when I was still in the running country clubs. And I didn't know that the world was moving to, you know, online and all of that at the time. I just showed up where Spirit, Spirit said, you have an interest in graphic design. Why don't you learn it? And I did. Amazing. So that's you got to follow the breadcrumbs. I, yeah, I, I love that um, visual of following the breadcrumbs. What about for people who, um, you know, I love how you say, and you're obviously very committed to spirit and your intuition and, and the wind, which we'll get into in a second. But, you know, I just followed, you know, where spirit told me to go, basically, uh, which I love. And I, too, do the same thing. But I know that there's probably some listeners that are like, well, I don't, you know, the wind isn't whistling to me or I don't know what what my intuition is actually saying. It's cloudy. How do people remember that they actually have some answers inside or how, how can we help foster that for people where they, they do become more um, committed to listening to what their heart is calling them to do? First of all, the wind's been speaking to you since you got here because the wind's been, you know, sharing our stories and our messages for 4 billion years the the what happened was we stopped listening about 12,500 years ago so if you don't think your messages are clear and they do feel cloudy it's because that's how we adapted as a as a human species to we moved from the outside when we were out in nature into the inside where we had doors and windows to close out the nature and at that same movement to the indoors all of a sudden our direct revelation went out the, you know, was on the other side of the window pane 
and we were told, oh, you have to go to church or you have to go to temple. And then this other intermediary is going to explain to you what the wind is saying. And so being that we're so lazy human beings, we're there, well, gee, I won't have to do this for myself anymore. I'll just go get the information from you. And right now we're in a revelation, uh, a revolution. It's a revelation revolution where we see that we can't believe what other people are telling us anymore. Yeah. So if you're not getting your information from the river or the trees or the wind, you know, you might be being lied to. And, you, and if you're not paying attention to what your body is saying, the biggest way you can tell is your body doesn't lie. You might be numb to it, but after a year of eating home from from not being able to eat out, have you noticed when you do go out and you have some processed food, how different it tastes? All of that was a body lie. So yeah. now like you go to like a Wendy's or something, and they're like, oh, that just doesn't taste the same as it tasted two years ago. Right. And, and whatever that it might be, because we're getting cleaner and the cleaner we get, the the more effortlessly effort without with less effort we can listen to these uh, messages mm. from nature oh okay so when we were in southwest colorado uh in august of this last year i stayed at a beautiful property called wiseacre and there was a river running through the property and so i would go down there each morning and just sit by the river and um do a meditation and kind of commune with the river energy. And at the time, you know, I was very, I was feeling very much like I needed to find the land, right? That I, I wanted to get out of Southern California and I still feel this well this way. Um, and it was almost like I started my voyage out to discover where is the land that wants to be with me and work with me and whatnot. And I remember just communing with the river in my meditation. And I just asked, you know, for the river spirit to like, give me a clue about like when I'll know the land has found me, so to speak. And it, and the river said to me that the wind will blow through the trees and you'll know. And so I was, <laughs> so immediately I was like, I was telling my husband and I was like, okay, so it's going to be a place where there's trees because the wind is going to blow through the trees. And then I was like, wait a minute, Amber, that's a little too literal. Um, let's, let's maybe understand what that means in a more mythic way. And so I'm so happy to be talking to you because you are the wind whisperer. You work with the winds. Um, I've been exposed to the winds through my shamanic training, but I feel like you have so much more to, um, tell us about the wind. So let's just start there. Um, you know, what is this wind that you're talking about? How can we use it as a ritual? Let's just dive into what the wind is. First. I was like, when you were saying that, and they're like, okay, well, the wind's here. <laughs> here here's your wind. <laughs> that, I was, I wrote a book called The Shaman Chef, How Cooking Saved My Life. And it was a memoir tell-all, unhealed version of myself that was, first I blamed everyone, and the next time I exonerated everyone, and then the third time through them, they're like, well, okay, my family got mad and I put the book down. I decided I was going to write a book that this was, this was my still unhealed self that my mother was going to read. 
and I don't think she still read this one, but she did support me to be at her library up in Maine. And I was taking a walk out at Evie's Landing. And anyone who's ever been to Evie's Landing out on Whidbey Island, it's an incredible, beautiful, one of the most beautiful spots I've ever seen in the world. And somehow the wind started to speak. And when I was talking about a trail of breadcrumbs, I thought, I'm um, there like, well, the wind is a great metaphor. Mary Poppins came in on an east wind, blew off on a west wind, the Bible, and Sherlock Holmes. I started following them. And then I, I located about 150 wind gods and goddesses from before religion. And and I and I use before religion as a, a demarcator, not like I don't I like spiritual people no matter what your religion is. I, I'm with you. And all of a sudden, I realized, wow, Ruach is a wind, Holy Spirit is a wind, Om is a wind. You know, they're all wind. And I thought, like, the wind was blowing, and we heard it the way we wanted, and some people put it into Christianity, some people put it into Buddhism, some people put it into uh, Judaism, but it was the wind. So before we divided into people who spoke the same religious language, people spoke with the wind and got information for their, like the Inuit know when to go from the tundra to their summer home. The reindeer, if you're a hunter, you know that reindeer will change direction when the wind starts to blow. But we had lost all of those clues. Right. Then it went a step further, like when I started finding the mother wind gods, like Mari, the Basque wind mother, that uh, the 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 uh, that the anthropologist thought might be a precursor to the divine mother, or Yalana, or that the people were such wind believers in uh, Korea that they moved to a volcanic island called Jeju, and 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 so. What happened was the wind got lost for like about over 12,000 years as an actual system of navigating. Okay, so I, I totally am following. I understand. I really resonate with the concept that you described about how over time we have moved indoors, right? Two shelters and, you know, I'm sitting here in my home. My windows are actually closed because it's cold outside today, cold. And I say that relatively speaking, because it is Southern California, but, you know, I'm in an enclosed vessel here. There's no wind blowing through. On a normal day, when it is nice, the wind, uh, the windows are open, the door is open, and we love to have the fresh air flowing in and out. But I, I can totally see that we, as a society, are all indoors, always. Corporations, we're in a cubicle inside a building, there are no windows, there's no fresh air, and we get in our car and then we go home and that's it. So I'm totally on board with that. I see how that has happened and we've lost touch with the wind and that we would get messages from the wind or we would understand when to migrate or when to move from the wind. Where I'm a little, where I wanna learn a little bit more is how have you then attributed the wind to these goddesses or these Holy Spirits or different um, entities like where where is that connection coming through is that is that to say that they that is what they are or that's how they communicate to us there are more qualities because 
the wind really doesn't care about our personal, they're more collective. They don't really care about our personal needs and desires. It's so, I tend to gather people who have done a little bit more work because they're already ready to move into a place of being of service. Mm -hmm. So not to say that if you come to work with me and you're at the beginning, trust me, the mm -hmm. wind will the wind will come and slap you right upside the head and get you moving into the right direction faster than you know anything that I've ever experienced. Like there's just so many experiences in the wind clan of people who come for one thing and they change their careers, their lives, their oh, yeah. whole thing. So 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 for example, I just pulled out the wind god uh, Strybog and I'll blow the wind in so you can actually feel the experience of it. And it's the Slavic win about dispersal, and it's about discovering nature's gifts. Now, those were the qualities that the Slavic people had on that wind long before I discovered them. So the, the wind that I pulled for this year for me is Vayu, the Vedic wind. And, um, and you know, Vayu is the son of Hanuman. There's like this whole story, uh, story in the story about it. But the concept of Vayu was about and it's so perfect for this year is there there's a story about Mount Maru where the snake has a conversation with the wind to find out who is stronger, this, this, the serpent or the wind. And so the serpent wraps itself around this mountain as tight as can be. And then the wind starts to blow and then the serpent wraps itself tighter and the wind starts to blow. And what happens is the snake wraps itself so tight that the mountaintop comes off and forms an island in the in the the ocean, and if you think about that, and then the the wind and the snake had to have a truce, that they were both powerful. Mm -hmm. And if you think about what's going on in our own country, it makes perfect sense that Bayou would be my wind because you know I'm a, a public leader, and people you know when that your eyes are on you, you 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 have to really walk with a lot of integrity. And so that this is a year that the snake is wrapping itself around the mountain and, you know, parts are going to break off and you're going to end up with two mountains and they're both equally relevant. They're both equally true. Mm. And so that each of the stories in the winds actually tell the cosmology of our ancestry and our, and our beingness. And so they're really more stories about uh, how to, patterns of how you might be better off living. I see. And I love that story for this year. And I love that both are equally as valuable because I think so, much, so often we get stuck into this right versus wrong, yes, no, kind of um, linear thinking or separate thinking. And this seems to be more in alignment with unity consciousness or the fact that both can have its value, um, although they're separate. Is that fair to say? Yeah, because if you think about it for years, people have been telling us, we're all connected, we're all connected, and you said, mm -hmm. they're, ah. Mm -hmm. but we are all connected, we're connected through the wind. So the wind that I breathe out up here in the Pacific Northwest, you're going to get in Carlsbad tomorrow. Mm. And so the whole thing about wind is it's the alchemy, it's the alchemical um, it's the alchemical thing, whereas it brings creation into form. So you can't bring creation into form without the wind. And that goes for every single creation story, 
uh, throughout history, it's the wind element that brings life. That's why Holy Spirit is a wind. It brings the life into your body. It brings the life of your soul into this life. Mm -hmm. And as you've learned, because I can tell from your opening prayer that we did, that on your death, that last exhale of your wind out is what takes your spirit into the other realms. And so it's always been the wind. We just forgot about it. And wind is so, I feel intimately connected with the breath. It is the breath. And so how do people, how can people connect more with the wind and their breath and harboring these messages? How, how can we, how can we use wind as a ritual? Well, this would be the good time to, to blow the wind whistle. So these wind whistles are, uh, they're hand, they're handcrafted for this work. Uh, and we, that we get, I get them from several different places. We have several different designs now, but there's, and if you don't have a wind whistle, you can just use your breath, but let's connect to, cause who doesn't want to connect, um, more with uh, nature's gifts. That was what we got, right? It's yeah, that's what you pulled for, for our listeners today. It was, say it again, it was nature's gifts and it was like dissipation? It's dispersal. And dispersal. The name of the, see, a lot of times we go for the quality, but it's Strybog. So we're going to work with Strybog, the wind god. Okay. Slavic wind god. And what we're going to do is we're going to take three wind breaths together. So in the first wind breath, it's... Um, a seven to 10 count in where you hold the hold strybog inside. Mm -hmm. And then on the first one, you release it down to, to the mother through, you know, down through the balls of your feet or out your pelvic, wherever you feel that you do that, because there's a spin axis that connects us to our own magnetic North. And then the second wind breath, when we blow out, we're going to ride with Strybog. We're going to go to the, our own winds of dispersal. So whatever it is you want to create this year that you want to create in tandem with nature, we're going to use Strybog's energy for that. Okay. And then on the third one, we're just going to call in from the spirit that the spirit of uh, understanding our ability to listen to the wind and our other nature's gift sits inside of us as a collective and that when we breathe out we're going to breathe out that energy so that the collective wind is about appreciating nature's gifts oh i love it how does that sound i Sounds have listeners like that yep all right so i invite people to close your eyes okay. if you're comfortable doing that and if you're not you know half mass works and if you're driving and while you're listening to this don't close your eyes please I know you can still, you'll still feel the wind. Trust me. Yeah. And then um, imagine yourself, if you're driving, your feet are planted on the earth and I'm going to invite you to breathe in, hold it. And then we're going to breathe out and connect with the wind in each, each of these three breaths. <clears throat> Got it. So we'll start breathe in. Hold it. And as we breathe out, send that energy down into the earth.
remain empty. And now on that next wind breath, imagine Strybog coming in to align you to your nature. And as we breathe out, ride on Strybog wind. Remain in that emptiness. Where's this wind carried you? And on the third wind breath, and we're bringing in that we all want to connect with nature and nature's gifts. And as we roll out with Strybog, we're going to connect this larger circle that we're all part of. And our wind breath is going to go around the world in a few short days. And feel the connection, and as you're ready, come back into this time that's now. Wow. I felt like that was such a um, personally appropriate win card. You know, um, and then also, of course, for the listeners who are listening to this, I feel a lot of us have been feeling the same thing, right? This calling, this wanting to return to nature, to really honor nature's gifts. And that can be as simple as, and this is something that I've really brought into perspective is, you know, my own garden here, right? Like I'm in Carlsbad. This is my beautiful home. I love and care for the land here and I'm connecting to it even more and cultivating it. Um, because no matter where you are, even if you're in an apartment, you know, you can have plants inside of your apartment that you're caring for. You can go on the walks and you can really connect to the wind in this new way that Renee has been sharing with us. So it is accessible, I think, no matter where you are. And so just in the fourth part of the book, mm -hmm. there's like a chat, there's a chapter on each of these winds. So let me just read to you what, when you'd call the Strybog. So, you know, okay. call the Strybog when you feel the need to disseminate information, increase your wealth or expand your awareness and receive consensus for an idea or project. And then there's the whole history. And then mm -hmm. there's the, if you're heading east, south, north or west, um, which is a little, you know, you, there's exercises to get you to tell you what direction you're heading. Uh, but there, so there's like a, a mythical story about each win and the information that they bring forward into the world. That's beautiful. And we'll link to Renee's website too. So you guys can check out her book because I think that's a great uh, resource. If you know, if you're wanting to dive in 
more deeply to maybe just like the general understanding of the winds, or if you're a more seasoned practitioner or, you know, interested in kind of going deeper, it sounds like there's a lot of really great resources that Renee is offering as well. Um, Which brings me to your free gift, which you are offering for folks, which sounds incredible. It's called how to whistle a wind for personal healing. Just describe that a little bit. It falls in perfectly when I said, how do you know whether you're traveling east, south, west, or north? And, you know, when we work a big medicine wheel, you know, we purposely throw ourselves into those four quadrants. But there, I offer you tools on how you can find out what direction you're in in any given moment so that you can pivot and say, oh, all right, what's going on in my emotional body right now that I need to tend to? Or... Where am I looking for a community buy-in from the north that I'm not getting? Mm. What beliefs might need to change? So it's really about learning the, the the structure of your awakening compass so that you can pivot and change or work more in depth with your life as you go. I talk about how to take a wind walk and how to use the, how to whistle up a wind. Incredible. And you, you talk a lot about your magnetic north and how people can kind of use that to discover their soul's purpose. Mm-hmm. Can you just describe to us what, what the magnetic north means and then anything else? So magnetic north is, is we're all magnetically connected here onto this earth plane. And when you're aligned to your magnetic north, your boss says, oh, great, you bought a house in Washington and you can work there this winter. You know, you you don't, when you get into ideas that no longer serve you, 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 you can clear them. You can do projects that you can see a project from start to finish because you know, you know, that truly, like you said earlier, you know, that I listen to spirit. Well, lucky for me, somebody told me when I was 20, I was married to spirit this lifetime. And that when spirit told me to pack a bag, you're packing the bag. And Mm -hmm. so to me, that's always been my magnetic North. But when you're off base, you know, you you don't line up to get the perfect job at the perfect time. You know, you're fighting with everyone. You're, there's just, so when you're aligned, your thoughts, your emotions, your physical body, and your community is supporting you all the way around the circle. And that doesn't mean you don't have to face hardships. Right. It doesn't mean people aren't going to die and you're, you're not going to lose a pet, all of those things. But you know that that's the wind and you can adjust your sail a little bit so that if you're in a period of grief, you allow yourself to, to have that grief and adjust the rest of the coordinates around your compass while you move through that time period. Mm. So we're all connected to our magnetic norths. And I always like to think about people, you know, the healthy skeptics. Um, I always like to make sure that I look at things from all different angles, um, especially when I speak to experts like you, Renee. And I think about how so many people are having these awakenings and they are remembering that they're more than, than, than what they think that they are. And that's a lot of my work is really helping foster that remembrance for people. Um, what would you say for somebody who is, they're totally bought in, like, they, yes, like they're on board, they're listening to us talk about the winds and how we can align to our magnetic norths, but they really haven't 
figured that out fully. Like, you know, okay, yes, like I, I think I know, but things aren't lining up for me, and and I don't feel everything does feel cloudy, right? It's it's that same kind of persona, um, because I feel like that's the most accessible for us mm-hmm. to speak to that that level of. Uh, and so many people are in that state of maybe suffering or transition, especially after this last year. So how can we really live in what, you know, you're doing so beautifully, this solid connection to magnetic north, this reorientation when things get rough, this pivoting. But it's like, you know, fully in your heart of hearts, like this is this is in alignment for me or this is not. How do we get more people to be living their lives like that? And I know it's a big question. It's really simple. Ah, I love it. <laughs> you take a wind walk. If you just add the simple practice of taking a wind walk to your life, and I, just try it once. I mean, I, for skeptics, just try it once and tell me, you know, then you can write me and say, yeah, you're full of BS or no. But what you do, so say you have a question, and I okay. wouldn't start it with the biggest question. We start with littler questions like, you know, is it time to change my job? Not like, you know, am I totally aligned to my magnetic north? Because mm-hmm. I, I believe that every experience is spiritual in mm-hmm. nature. Some are growing us, some are taking us off the tree, but we're going to, our tree is in the center, this magnetic pole. So we could take a, a detour and get back, except for when I work with addicts and they die. They, I think they take, they took the wrong detour, but the, but basically most of us, so here's the tree. You can take branches out. There are no mistakes. So first of all, realize there is no mistake except the one that kills you. And then so you go out the door and you ask a simple question. Should I go see my mom this weekend? Just something that, you know, and then you wait until you're kissed by the wind and you'll feel it on your cheek or you'll see it rustle in the trees or you might just say, okay, in my mind, I feel the wind. Then you just put that question aside and you take a walk. Start with a walk around the block and or start with a walk up the street, bet down, or go out on your patio and, and feel the wind. And then trust that the wind is going to provide you an answer. And it might come as a sign. You may hear something, you may see something, you may know something. And for Amber here, you know, spirit said, oh, the river said, you're going to know it when the wind comes. Yes. So my guess is for you that something is going to start to pivot and change after our conversation today, because mm-hmm. when you said that, you know, I got chills and I'm there like, okay, I'm the wind. I'm the wind that you needed to, to, to realign to start oh. in your new course. Oh. And so, so something in this conversation is you're going to hear something that you needed to hear in mm-hmm. order to start moving more clearly down that new path that you want to take. Oh, Renee, you're my wind. I love this. I love how this is unfolding. And I, and I hope that others that are listening to this as well feel the same, the same way about, about you, Renee, because that whole experience of just hearing you with the instrument and just the feeling of, of connecting with uh, Strybog in that way was very touching. And so I think anybody else who did this on the call, you know, if they weren't driving, probably felt the same way. And that there's so much wisdom here that you're sharing with us. Like, 
about the winds. So I love that you described the wind walk. I think that that's a beautiful ritual. I think that's a beautiful way to go out and connect to nature. I think that's also very tangible for mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners. So to recap, you said to, to ask the question, start generic, um, notice the sign first, like some sort of wind sign, and then proceed on your walk. Was that correct? Yes. And then within a day or two, or a few days, you know, if it's a quick answer, like I've been actually downloaded sections of the book on my wind box. Mm-hmm. However, you might just all of a sudden, a car might pass you by or you get home and the phone rings. So you just have to start to trust that the wind is connecting the dots for you. Right. We all have access to magic. 12,500 years ago, we were told our magic was no good. Mm. We needed to go inside. We needed to talk to the intermediary to find out their magic. Mm. We just have to remember that we are magic. And I, if you don't hear anything else from me today, I am giving you permission to believe that magic works again. And the wind can help you do that. Mm. Chills. Yeah. And I think so many people need to hear that. And, and, and there's the element of believing, right. And believing that is true. You know, people always go ahead. You don't have to believe. So for example, when I was writing the book, there was like, I didn't want to be, I studied with the Lakota in the, the Anipi for 12, 10, 12 years. And I thought, there is no way I'm putting the Lakota wind in this deck because I'm going to be beat up. I'm going to get taunted about cultural appropriation. And so then I decided, okay, uh, I'm going to put four wins on my business card. And I reach into the the deck. And, you know, the first one that comes out is Tate. And I'm there like, no, that can't be correct. That's the Lakota wind. So I put all the wins back in here and I shake it up again. I pull out. (laughs) What do you think I pull out? Same one. again. And it was like, and if I tell you that happened over and over and over again until finally I knew that the wind had my back. But I doubted. I'm like, who they want me to write a book about the wind? People hate the winds. You want me to, like, I'm like, I'm going to come out here and say, you know, when God was wind, you know, and then the truth of the matter is, is I had to be shown 150 times. Yeah. More before I really sunk in. So if you're a doubting Thomas, good. Be a doubting Thomas and let the wind prove you wrong. I love that. I love that. And I, and it's not, you know, I don't, I don't, none of us should feel bad if we, if we resonate more with the doubting Thomas, right? It's a part of our, our culture and the way that we've been conditioned and the way that, you know, Renee has described basically the last 12,000 years of how we've moved indoors. Like it's, it's nobody's fault that this has happened, but it's a beautiful time for us to reclaim that magic. And I love that you just said, allow it to happen to you because you will be shown numerous signs. Like I can, I can't even count how many signs I continue to get and receive. And I just love that. Like once you allow and, and nurture that, they just keep coming and, and it's beautiful vibration to kind of exist in, um, to be noticing those signs and, and seeing the magic, living a life of magic basically is just what we all want to achieve. Right. Exactly. Because it was taken and we we deserve it and we're going to need it for these windy times ahead. 
Agreed. Which that brings me to one of my next questions. Um, Renee, what, and I, I know we talked about it a little bit with the Vayu because you had pulled the, that, that wind for this year about the wind and the snake and that story, but do you have any other insights that you would like to share with us about, about this year ahead that people might find interesting? So what the winds have shown me is that as we ended the, the Holocene epoch, and whenever you end a cycle, there's a gap between one cycle and the next. So we haven't fully embraced the Anthropocene, which is, uh, which is an epoch where we could, is really an extinction epoch, unfortunately, that we're moving into. And what Anthropocene means is that as humans, we've developed so much that we have the ability to do ourselves in as a civilization. But trust me, it's not the first time we've done this. So mm -hmm. this is just the other cycle, but we're in a gap. Okay. And when, when, when you're in the middle of a gap, it means that everything is dissolving and everything is falling apart and it doesn't feel like there's much to hold on to. So best you should have the wind in a magic carpet to sit above the dissolving stuff below you. And so we're seeing that politically, we're seeing that, um, you, you know, there isn't, there's not life after COVID. That, there's just, it's not a going back to, it's now a, a, a worldwide virus is part of our experience. Mm -hmm. And so we have to learn that, okay, this is part of this gap experience. And how do we move forward now? And we're going to get a lot more of those, how do we move forward now kinds of experiences. And my thing is, is you really need to be <clears throat> part of the solution. Right. A hundred percent. And I have just interviewed, um, if you haven't listened to this episode, I definitely recommend listening to Mahesh Gordon speak about this upcoming year. And he, he's a psychic, uh, intuitive and has been doing this work for a very long time out of London. And he, um, basically was when I asked him a similar question to Renee about this upcoming year, you know, what can we expect as we move into 2021? He said that they, he has a feeling that there will be three seismic events. And, um, and that to me was an interesting concept. I was like, Ooh, well, what do you mean by seismic? And, you know, we didn't, he didn't divulge much else, but you can listen to the episode to hear what else he has to say about that. Um, but now knowing that and hearing what you're saying, Renee, about us being in this gap year and things are going to be dissolving, um, that's a very interesting concept, thinking those, those two kind of concepts together, that there's going to be seismic activity happening in whatever scale that means or whatever that actually means. Um, but it's because we're in this transitionary time. Is that fair to say? It is, but it's like, the other thing is, remember, you signed up to be here right now. And so if you hold that vision, that will show you how you're going to respond next. If you thought like, well, I'm part of this. Mm -hmm. So am I part of ripping it apart? So be it. Maybe that's your role. Or am I part of waking people up to their nature so that we can find some way of living in harmony with what's left, you right. know, because, you know, 50 years ago I could swim in a lake and now there's a lot of lakes you can't swim in anymore. 
So that is a real experience. And how are you going to be in relationship to it? Is are you part of restoring it? Or are you just saying, well, I can't swim there anymore and I'm not going to eat that fish? Mm. Yeah, and I love how everybody's playing a different role. Um, I was chatting with another uh, person that I interviewed for Return of Ritual, Lauren Duke, and she was explaining how she feels, you know, certainly for her and for others that 2021 is the year of the voice. So kind of finding your voice and speaking up and saying what you actually feel and mean. And and um, I think so many of us have been silenced over the years that that alone could be kind of the role that you're playing is maybe you just start to speak your mind a little bit more, or maybe on the other end of the spectrum, you felt the calling to dive into shamanic work. And now this year for that, you know, it can be, it could be anything really. It is. And if you think about it, your orbit connects to everyone else's orbit. So are you breathing out good air or are you breathing out negativity, uh, dissension, you know, and, and I think if a lot more people just went out into their backyard and planted a garden, that would be more useful than some of the other things that we think that changes we're trying to make because food will be an issue and water is an issue. And like, you can't bury your head in the sand that those aren't issues, but what small part of it, what small part of your own garden are you going to tend to? Uh, yes. Thank you for that inspiration. I've been saying like, oh, I need to go out there and plant some more vegetables like broccoli and other things. And I think that that's what I needed to hear to kind of to get out there, you know, that uh, so many of us, I think, have aspirations or things that we want to get to doing. And um, if if anything, hopefully this episode provided some sense of urgency around the importance of that, because you can't bury your head in the sand and um, I think there are so many unknowns about moving into this next year, but I love how you said that we're not going back. You know, so many people I, I do hear talk about like, oh, I can't wait when things are back to normal. And I'm like, mm, you know, all we have is the now moment, you know, and it's, it's all of these things together. Um, so thank you for sharing kind of your, what you see for, for the year ahead. And that we're all a part of it, right? And that we can we can become the solution. I think that that's also very inspiring to hold that vision for us, um, and that we're all playing a role because we all decided to be here. Exactly. There are no victims here. You're part of you're part of the you're part of this, and however you choose to be. Sammy, one just come say hello. Oh, hello, kitty. <laughs> And there is, you know, that's where we're at. This is where we are. And, you know, show up and help your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Do your part. That's the best you can do is heal yourself and show up for other people. A hundred percent. And I think what I loved about our conversation today as well was the way that you described kind of going on a wind walk and that becoming some sort of a, a beautiful experience and ritual that you maybe partake in if that resonated. Um, because I also feel so many people have just lost kind of like their meaning of, for life, like their, their, you know, their sense of purpose, so to speak, because they are in this Groundhog's Day kind of existence and um, everything is kind of falling away that people are 
are lost, so to speak, or they don't, their life doesn't have meaning is basically what I'm trying to say. And so what I love about your work, Renee, is that it is reinstating or reinstilling meaning and purpose and magic into life. And, and people can choose this. So it's like saying yes to that kind of existence and say no to the fear mindset and all of that stuff. Like you have the choice um, to do that. And so thank you for all the work that you're doing um, and for sharing us in those kind of step-by-step because so many of us like the instructions, right, of how to do a wind walk and how to invite in that magic into our daily life. I, I just want to thank you for all of the work that you're you're doing. Oh, thank you. And thank you for the work you're doing, because I can see how helpful and how meaningful your work is to so many people and how many people's lives you're going to change this year. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's certainly been a journey for myself, and I can't wait to share more um, with the Return of Ritual community of how things are shifting for me and my in my life and how I am being called forth, so to speak, right? The wind has whistled to me and it's like, yes, I'm at attention and I'm marching in that direction. So I can't wait to share, to share more with you all. And I do want to share with the listeners, you know, if this call really resonated with you or you felt, you know, some chills as you were listening and, and participating in the activity, um, or perhaps you are kind of experienced in the, um, the spiritual ecosphere of maybe healing arts, acupuncture, any, any, any sort of healing arts. Um, and you want to dive more into the shamanic kind of world that Renee is such an expert in. She has a phenomenal program that's actually starting in February of this year. Um, and it's a 10-month program um, all about the wind and, and shamanic skills and harnessing the wind and learning how to use this kind of as your spirit medicine. And that's my interpretation, Renee. So if I'm a little far off, you can correct me, but would you mind just sharing with our listeners a little bit about this offering? Sure. It, it takes you uh, around um, your awakening compass in, in a way with the wind work, applying the alchemy, you know, how to, how to use wind to alchemize your experience. But because I'm also a, an executive in marketing, Marketing and it also takes people into their business and to develop their business practices. So there's two group. There's a group, and then there's an upper level group for people who have a real specific project that they want to accomplish this year. And um, but in the group, we're going to go actually go through. We're going to make prayer flags for the year so that you have a guiding wind for each month, and mm-hmm. then we're going to actually um, work on the principles. It's a, it's a deeper principle, but one of the things about the wind is there's um, five dynamics of creativity that are also inherent in all of the wind um, practices in their wind patterns. So you learn your wind pattern. Oh, amazing. And I think what's so cool about um, your offering is that it's a combination of business skills as well as um, the the practical study of of the shamanic arts because I think that that you know for some who are very spiritually inclined you know having that business acumen is I think a really great skill to 
to learn. And then for the opposite folks, right? People who are super business savvy, like really bringing online their innate intuitive gifts is such a great partnering. So I think that that is one of the most unique kind of offerings and aspects of your program, which is fantastic. So what I'll do uh, for the listeners is I'll link to the this program on your website and they can read. I know you have some some beautiful uh, descriptions of what each of the months will look like and uh, the offerings there. So I'll link to that. And Renee has been so gracious to honor a $250 discount for anyone who is interested and has listened to the Return of Ritual podcast. So feel free to connect with her and use the promo code Return of Ritual if you're interested. Um, I'm certainly very interested in learning more about the winds. It's definitely been something that I've been exposed to in my shamanic studies, but nowhere to this extent. So like even this call for me, Renee, was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to go on. My morning walks with Rupert are now going to become wind walks and I'm going to be out there. You know, normally I'm greeting the sun and I'm connecting to nature, but um, I'm just so excited to go out there and, and try these wind walks. So thank you for that. That's awesome. One thing I know for sure is that you'll never look at the wind the same. Well, you know, I've always, like personally, I've always loved wind and rain. And, and it's funny because I'll, like document the wind with my phone. You know, if we do get some sort of like interesting winds coming through here, I will always like record it. And, and to me, there's always a, a feeling of change when wind comes through. It's like the winds of change are coming. Um, and so I've always loved, I, I love the wind and the rain. And here I am in like Southern California where it's like sunny desert. <laughs> like my soul <laughs> wants me to go somewhere where it's a little bit more windy and rainy and People are probably like, Amber, you're crazy, but who knows? Maybe just for a time, a little time being, I could be, I could be out there, you know, riding or something. <laughs> Ask the wind on your next wind walk. Thank you, Renee. I will do that. Any last bit of wisdom on your heart that wants to come through today for the listeners? It's been a very rich conversation so far, but I always like to just ask if there's anything else that we didn't cover. I think we've covered the full gamut from we've moved from the Holocene into the Anthropocene. I think we've, we've run the cycle, but for your listeners, Amber's the real deal. And so I, I tell you, I would encourage you to keep following whatever she's doing too, because I can see that she's, you know, she's following her own magnetic North. Thank you, Renee. That's so kind. And thank you so much for being here. And I will definitely be speaking to you soon. Much love, Renee. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to everyone at home.